Welcome to the Contemplative Creative Podcast. This free audio recording is made possible through gifts by people like you. Please consider making a donation or purchasing some of the goods we've made available through the support page of our website to help us offer unique audio teachings on the internet and to grow this community library. Thank you for your support. Taking care of yourself is the key to being your best self. Do you feel like a vacation? (laughs) It's a bit of a silly question, I know. But humor me, and let's unpack it a bit. Right now, wherever you find yourself listening to this, what does your ideal vacation look like? And furthermore, Can you put your finger on why you feel like you need it? Welcome to episode number 14 of Contemplative Creative, an audio podcast that tackles the deeper issues of today's creative landscape and living in a modern world. The goal, uncovering insights to live more intentional lives as creative professionals and hobbyists, or even just as responsible human beings looking to live a life of meaning. My name is David Quiring, and I will be your host. Our daily lives are so hectic, with things vying for our attention. Advertisements, notifications, deadlines, taking care of the people in your life. It's not uncommon for our time and our attention to be completely filled up with these things, to the point where there's little room left to care for yourself as well. The story that we're brought up with is that somehow busyness equates success, smarts, and ability. If your time is full, so is your potential. And conversely, time that is not filled is viewed as wasteful, unproductive, and generally irresponsible. But this story is a myth, made believable by seeds of truth within it. When we keep on playing characters in this relentless story, we inevitably burn out. Yet somehow, so many of us continue to believe this is the way that things need to be. While yes, a good work ethic is important, it is not synonymous with busyness. Efficiency and quality of work would be better measures of accomplishment, and it's now known that constant effort is not efficient at all, or conducive to high-quality output. Periods of rest are necessary to allow us to be more focused and effective with the periods of time we do devote to whatever we wish to accomplish, not to mention the mental health benefits and enjoyment of your work that also come from a more balanced lifestyle. The overarching theme here is that shorter, focused effort is much more efficient than sustained, distracted effort which is what you get if you buy the story that we're brought up with. It's kind of like running a marathon. You can't run such a long distance at a sprint. It is physically impossible, and if you bullheadedly try, 
your body will wear out and the overall time taken to run the marathon will actually be longer than if you had chosen a slower pace at the beginning. That is, if you even finish the race at all. Your brain is a muscle too, and its effort needs to be balanced with rest in order to work in a sustainable manner. Unfortunately, simply stopping doing something does not equate to rest. The paradox with rest is that it takes effort as well. In a world full of momentum and distractions, it takes more concerted focus to actually allow yourself to rest than it ever has before. A perfect example of this is how it takes a few days on vacation to actually begin relaxing. (laughs) Yeah, you may be able to hop on a plane and end up on a sunny beach somewhere very quickly, but it takes a bit longer for your mind to stop running in circles and get to a point where you can find a calmness within yourself. If your trip is even long enough to reach that point, it doesn't just happen at the snap of your fingers. Think back on your answers to the questions posed earlier. Do you feel like a vacation? What would your ideal vacation look like right now? And why do you feel like you need it? It seems to me like vacation is a modern term for an old idea, and that idea is that of retreat. Traditionally, retreat was a period of time every year designated for focused rest And interestingly, almost every culture had this built into their lifestyle. It could range a lot from anything such as spending annual time at the monastery, to the daily siesta, to even farmers resting in the off-season. Whatever the specific situation, most cultures would encourage a person to take that time every year for themselves, and subsequently for everyone else as well. Because when they returned to their day-to-day lives, they would be refreshed and refocused. And neighbors and family generally like that. Some cultures still place a high value on taking time out for yourself like this. But more and more, I notice a tendency to overlook it in favor of chasing the storied ideas of success accomplished through constant busyness. As someone who has personally burned out living this way in the past... I've learned the hard way how retreat is such an important aspect of self-care and understanding who you are. So I am compelled from my heart to talk about it in hopes that others, that you, don't have to learn the hard way too. The unspoken undertone of this dominant story I keep referring to is that idle time is a waste of time. Yet, even if we believe this, underneath it all, I'm willing to bet that we all still have a desire for vacation from life at home, and I would argue that this is our unconscious expression of a need for balance in our lives. There is value in retreat, in taking a step back from daily life so that you can see the world with which you interact on a daily basis with a fresh set of eyes. There are many ways to retreat. So, how can you find a way that fits your own life and needs? Retreat, it doesn't need to be fancy. You don't need to go to some Zen temple in Japan. You don't even need to leave home. Though some people find the change of scenery makes open-mindedness a lot easier. It could be as simple as putting your phone into airplane mode, though, 
and taking some me time somewhere close to home. The key is to set the intention to allow yourself space and take the necessary steps to get there. The location is secondary. The goal is to remove oneself from external stimuli and stop the pattern of constant reaction that we have to whatever pops up in front of us. Here, we are able to find a bit of space in our minds and give ourselves the opportunity to look inward. In so doing, we can see more clearly who we are, where we are at that moment, and with this understanding, we can see a bit clearer as we take intentional steps into our future. With this awareness and intention, we can work to step out of the mere automatic routine and reaction in our full and busy lives and bring intention into the way we live. Life is fleeting. The time we have is finite. We're all born on some date, and we're all going to die on some date, and we don't even know when those dates will be. Time is finite, and we don't know how long we have. So how do we refocus and figure out what's important enough for us to spend our limited time on? This is a good question each of us should think on and revisit throughout our lives. But if we're constantly running the rat race, when will we have time and energy to consider our answer to this question? The fact of the matter is, the easiest way to find this space is to step away from the momentum of our busy lives by hopping on a plane and dropping yourself in a distant part of the world. In this vastly different place, your normal triggers and distractions, they're left behind. And the space you can find away from your normal distractions is the perfect opportunity to do some of this internal work. Returning home, there's also the opportunity to integrate your answer to the question, where do I want to spend my limited time into your daily life? Vacation is a rather extreme method of dealing with built-up imbalance, however, and whether you've been unable to get away or are finding yourself on the return home and are a little scared you'll slip into your old ruts, you will be challenged to integrate the same sort of balance into your daily life either way. In noting the reasons and ways we take retreat, we can cultivate moments in our regular day-to-day -day lives in an effort to maintain better balance and better mental health. There is no reason we have to swing from one extreme to another like a pendulum. Busy, 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 vacation. Busy, 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 vacation. There are different ways to retreat beyond vacationing. Some people might do better in an environment where they can be alone, for example, while others might need to be around loved ones. We all have different baselines on what we need, so what others need might not match up to what you need. There is no blanket way to approach this stuff. It's really an individualized thing. You have to listen to and discover what you need yourself for yourself. So if other people are telling you a certain something is good for you, listen to what they have to say, but also test it out. Don't just assume that it will be good for you. You've got to test it and figure out whether yes, it is good for me, or no, it's good for them, and something else is what I need. For myself, time spent in nature is what I need. 
Every year, I try to make time to recharge my soul with a large camping trip in the Canadian wilderness. But I also try to create the same aspect of retreat in my day-to-day life here at home in the city. One such way is simply choosing to walk a lot of places. There is a river that runs through my city, and I've always chosen to live no more than a couple blocks from it. The river, it's a piece of nature in the heart of the city, and spending time along its banks keeps me sane. (laughs) Or at least as sane as I'll ever be. But my time spent along the river, either commuting or simply taking a moment to sit with the animals and watch the water flow by, it's not a waste of time. It It recharges me. And the strength I get from these brief moments in nature, well, they carry into the challenges of city life and work just steps away. The integration aspect of finding a balanced pace and lifestyle is a constant challenge. Sometimes it does feel like a pendulum that swings back and forth from one extreme to the other. Too busy, moment of calm. Too busy again, another moment of calm. I don't know if the swinging will ever stop, but in continuing to try cultivating these moments of retreat, I notice the oscillations keep getting less and less, and that's enough reason for me to keep on trying. So how can you cultivate moments of retreat in your daily life? There are a few fundamental needs that need to be taken care of that set the foundation for whatever way works for you. First, you need a safe place where you can let your guard down. It can be wherever you want it to be, but the key is that you are in a place where your base needs are first met, food, shelter, safety, so that you can shift your attention to higher needs aspirations, dreams, and goals. It's more than just going to a place, though. The act of retreat is more than just a location. You must choose to be there, by which I mean present in that moment and that place. If I sat on the riverbank and worried about something that happened in the past, or started telling myself stories about what might happen in the future, my mind isn't actually there on the riverbank with my body. It's far from there, and it's still busy running in circles of rumination and imagination. That is not stepping back from the busyness. You have to actively commit yourself to rest and contemplation. You have to put effort in. When you allow yourself space in the mind like this, there becomes room for mental thought to form in ways beyond your routine. It is here that I find room for creativity. Here that I cultivate gratitude towards my work, my relationships, and my life. Thankfulness for things in my life that I have, but may have been taking for granted lately. For lack of better words, it feels like a fog, a fog in the mind. It dissipates, and I'm able to see what's in front of me a bit clearer. Here, I find hope in the life I choose to live, and an active choice in it. Some ways to start bringing moments of quiet into your day are as simple as eating a meal in silence instead of with a podcast on in the background like you usually do, or maybe leaving your technology at home and going out for a walk, or even sitting at your desk and simply closing your eyes, taking a deep breath, and reconnecting with what your body is feeling in that moment. 
However you go about it, the key to successfully integrating moments of retreat and rest into our busy lives in a busy world is through repetition. I'm not going to lie. It is very hard at first to change the habits towards constant activity that we've built. It really can feel like you're swimming against a strong current. But as you put in the effort to cultivate a restful state each and every day, you begin to see positive results in your mind and that which you do. Not only do you begin to develop a positive habit, it also becomes a task in which you can understand the benefit it brings you, which also makes it easier to keep on putting in the effort it takes to swim against that current. The world is overflowing with things to do. Our schedules will be naturally overflowing if we let them be. To find space amongst all the stimulus, we must choose to and make it a priority. Otherwise, the momentum of our schedules will carry us into old age before we even realize that our lives have passed us by. Always remember to take time to take care of yourself. Avoid burnout, stagnation, and exhaustion. Find sustainability, contentment, and joy in the process instead. Or at least keep pointing yourself in that direction. Take care of yourself, and do not squander your life. I could go on and on with this topic, but I'd like to stop there and keep it general. Rather than give specifics when I dive into things like this, I think it's better for you to contemplate this for yourself and explore it within your own life. Really test it. Wisdom discovered through your own experience goes much deeper than just hearing someone else, in this case me, speak it. So I encourage you to take a seed of thought that may have resonated with you from what I have said and have your own experiences, and in so doing, uncover your own wisdom. In the meantime, you can stay connected with us in between episodes by joining Contemplative Creative on Instagram, Twitter, and our fresh new Facebook page. Links to all that and more are over at www.contemplativecreative.com. And that's it for now. See you next time, and thanks for listening. Taking care of yourself is the key to being your best self.